Coach, Coach Mark Ty, we're uh, we're two coaches who have been in the game for uh, over twenty years each now. Mm-hmm. Coaching the sports we love, we'll get into specifics in a little bit. But uh, our our podcast, simply for what it's worth, is uh, two coaches' opinions on what matters most. Uh, Coach Ty, you want to talk, talk first about uh, how we got this this ball rolling? Well, when we first met each other, uh, we hit it off pretty good. Uh, we're both go to the first our uh, a. Uh, church's growth group with their with their wives and you just moved out here from new hampshire and we just started going to that church and we all decided to uh, so that we can meet more people within our community we decided to uh, i think both our families decided to join that growth group and once we uh got to that growth group i think we found out pretty quickly that uh, our personalities match especially when uh, we're both wearing coaches uniform when you know coaches gear and we start coaching in our philosophy the way we talk and the way we um want to handle the young men and young women who are going to society how we want to handle them how you know we want to bring them out and coach them up yeah absolutely yeah i i think for all of our listeners and by all i mean either the two that are listening our wives or hopefully uh, as this grows we'll get uh, more and more but i think everyone can relate to the fact that when you meet someone the first time you know your energy introduces yourself well before the words do and we, uh, as, as Mark mentioned, the first time we saw each other, you know, Mark Mark's a, a firefighter, a former uh, seaman, served our nation in the Navy. Is that, is that how you say it, Coach? Sailor. Sailor. He's a sailor. Well, all right. But, uh, you know, he, he, he's, he's a man of large stature. You know, I'm, I'm not a small guy either, and I think so often, especially as coaches, you get this energy from certain people that just have this cockiness or this arrogance about them, and neither Coach Ty or I felt it about each other. So there was that instant connection. Um, and we started talking, and I remember, Mark, you had said to me the first time we met, you know, we should coach together sometime. Yeah. And, and we both knew that I coach football, you coach baseball, but the whole point of our podcast is that coaches that have a similar why and wanting to take the game that we coach and love beyond the X's and the O's and the chalk talk, um, it really doesn't matter what sport you coach. We have a platform to change lives. Definitely. And, you know, it doesn't matter what sport you, you coach or what uh, what level you are at. You're, you're going to influence lives in one way or another. And uh, I think a lot of coaches going through the years to get all wrapped up in the wins and losses, especially if you have a very successful uh, program. Um, and even if you're starting out in a new program, you know, you forget, sometimes you kind of like need to reboot yourself, refind out why you got back into coaching. And when you when you find out why you're into coaching, I think your program will, you know, succeed a lot more than it has in the past. Yeah. Seeing how you, you touched on that, let, let's get into that a little bit deeper. What What's your why? How did you first tell, tell you know, those out there listening – how you first got into coaching, why you first got into coaching, and why you still do it today. Oh, you know, the first time I got into coaching, I just love the game of baseball. I always have, always will. Um, it's one of those sports that it's just like it's a nice, good chess match between the, between yourself and the other coach. And when you have a good group of kids that are, that are willing to pretty much run through a wall for you because they know you have their back no matter what happens. Um, but when I first uh, started coaching, I was a new – I was new in the Navy. I was stationed up in the uh, San Francisco uh, area, and uh, I was just just so happened to go by a baseball park, saw a team uh, um, 
practicing baseball, and I just kind of sat and watched. And the coach came up to me, and I started talking to the coach a little bit, and he invited me out to coach. And it's uh, one of those uh, 13U pony leagues, and I, I fell in love there. It was before I got married, um, and while I was coaching there, you know, I got married with my wife, and uh, it, it was pretty cool. She came out and watched a few of the games, and uh, and you know, one of the funniest things too is like I was trying my best to try to continue playing baseball. And my father, who uh, has passed away about 15 years ago, called me up one day and just said, felt like I was wasting my time. And, you know, to, looking back, it probably was, but I was having fun doing it. Um, he pretty much said, I think you'd be a better coach than you would be a player. And, you know, at that time, I was like, Dad, you got to be crazy. So I decided to, you know, start coaching. And, you know what? Seems like he was right. You know, I, I feel like I, I'm a better coach because I want to have kids go on after the game of baseball or football or whatever sport and be able to be successful in life no matter which path they choose. You know, that, that's how I got back in the, and, and uh, got into coaching. What about you, Kurt? I, for me, it was something where uh, you know, I started playing football. Actually, you mentioned your love for baseball. My first thought when you say you love baseball is I hate it. The, re <laughs> the reason was I was a chubby. I wouldn't say fat. I refused to say that. I was a chubby little kid. And I, played, I played baseball for one year, and I remember being up at bat and got hit twice in practice. I was too slow to get out of the way. <laughs> Probably not the pitcher's fault. And after being hit, they said take a base. And I thought at that moment, second grade, I want to play a sport where I can hit back. So that's why I got into football. Um, never thought about coaching. Throughout uh, elementary school and high school and, and college playing football. But it was uh, a college professor of mine that asked me, a teammate and I, to coach. They, there was a need at the local middle school for a special needs flag football team. And they had asked uh, my, my friend Billy Perkins and I to coach it. And we thought, why not? You know, it was springtime, you know, football was over. And uh, it, was, it was seeing the young children, it was actually a child with uh, Down syndrome, catch a football. And it was probably a two-yard pass. And I don't remember, honestly, if he took any steps forward after he caught it, but I saw the smile on his face and his eyes light up. And that's where, for me, it was the aha moment where I thought, I want to do that. I, I want to coach. So when I, I graduated college, I got my first uh, teaching job, teaching elementary school. I just reached out to the local high school coach and didn't want or wasn't looking for a paid position. But uh, we sat down together, and it just, it just so happened that he had a head coaching position for the freshman level, paid position. And it was really baptism by fire because anyone, regardless of the sport, knows that being an athlete in the sport of being a coach is a completely different game. And, you know, what you think you know as a player pales in comparison to what you need to know as a coach. So uh, that was a little over 20 years ago now. Wow. And uh, my first 17 years of coach has always been at the high school level. First 17 years were in New Hampshire. And uh, as you mentioned, my wife and I just moved out here with our kids, our adult children, um, three years ago. So just a uh, little over 20 years of coaching high school football now. Yeah. What an awesome, awesome career. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And we, uh, you know, we, we mentioned, you know, our first meeting. Um, both Mark and I started talking, and the, the, the passion we shared, I remember walking uh, back to the truck that night from our church group with my wife and saying, man, we, we got to get to know them better. Yeah. And the energy that Mark has and the passion um, is palpable. You can just taste it. You know, someone that has that energy, the passion for life and for coaching. So, uh I actually asked, uh, I know Mark knows this, but I asked Mark to be on my coaching staff. I, when I took the head coaching job last year at Cornell High School, 
Um, and it was awesome because, you know, with your work schedule, you were still in the Navy. You hadn't retired yet. Active firefighter. Uh, husband, father of three young boys. Uh, well, young. One's in college. One in college, yeah. Uh, but um, it was great to have Mark on staff. He could only come limited. But the guys fell in love with him right away. The coaches respected him because he wasn't coming in to wear a coach's jersey or to be seen on the sidelines, but he just wanted to help out, be involved. Uh, in fact, I don't even think I had a coach's jersey. I think I, I, think I had borrowed a shirt from your, uh, from your closet that actually matched. All right, listen, listen, we, we are a self-funded program. Don't be fooled by Coronado, people. It's a beautiful island. But uh, the, school, uh, the school does not pay for our coaching jerseys. You know what's funny, too, is when you dig – I wouldn't say finally got the, the head coaching spot over there at Coronado as where you were coaching before. We didn't expect you to become a head coach so quickly. You know, it just so happened that, what, three schools had openings, and you and the first one you interviewed, they hired you like, like that because they knew what they were getting. But it, it's funny because we were both – I remember when you called me to ask me to go on there, and you both were like, well, it happened a little quicker than we thought, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, but you know, it was a great experience. You know, um, what, what's nice is being able to coach in a different sport and see how to uh, reach kids in a different way besides just on the baseball diamond. You know, there's ways of reaching out to them and talking to them, not just on the field, but also in meetings, one-on-one -on -one meetings with their parents, being able to talk and communicate with their parents, and you know, pretty much standing by what your why is and and really telling you know sharing with them what their why is too so uh, that's what was fun about coaching with you and and the coaching staff there is amazing you know I think uh, there are a lot of good-hearted guys I think we just got done talking about before we started recording this is that you you were very lucky and fortunate and blessed to get the coaching staff that you have right now um, that they're they go in and they, they're full 100% on board with what you're uh, trying to teach these kids yeah, I, I want to touch on that real briefly, but uh, so what, when I applied for the head coaching job at Coronado, as Mark mentioned, I applied on a Wednesday, they called me back the following day on Thursday and said they wanted to uh, check my references, but but offer me the position, so they offered it on a Friday. They had uh, told me, they said I can't make it public because two of the coaches on the staff had applied for the job. Mm -hmm. Now, I was humbled and excited and also a little bit nervous about that yeah. because you never know about their feelings and, and what the their whether they're going to stick around, and they, if they do stick around, what their intentions will be. Right. And uh, Mark Davis, I, I'm sure he won't mind me saying his name, <laughs> uh, not to be confused with Coach Ty, Coach Mark Ty, uh, applied for the job, had been on staff at that high school for 16 years. Retired FBI agent. Uh, he has been an amazing blessing. I mean, all the coaches are, but he is my right-hand man. He is. I use him as an example with the parents and my players all the time about a selfless leader. He doesn't have the title, doesn't need a title, applied for it, but not for the title, but he wanted to make a change. Um, so he's been unbelievable. And, you know, Coach Leary has been has been fabulous, you know, played at Notre Dame and had been on staff for eight years. And it goes on to, I'm not going to mention all the other coaches, but I could go down a list of guys that just are in it for the right reason. Right. And, uh, you know, you and I had mentioned our, our goal and we're going to make this first podcast short, and our, our goal is to make them about 20, 25 minutes, give or take. Um, but our, our goal is to, to reach young men, young women listening, um, but even more so, I think, to reach other coaches. Yes, to, 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 to have them see that you can be passionate, you can be relentless, you can be on fire about the sport or sports you coach, and you can want to win. But more importantly than that, 
you know, for Mark and I, our goal is to, to win the hearts of the young men we coach. Definitely. And, and we realize, you know, there will be a, the naysayers out there and the, the, the haters, if you will, that won't listen or will just so they can chirp in and, and write comments on things. And we welcome all comments. All comments. But uh, we realize in today's day and age, you have to win to keep your job. There, there has to be a certain level of success mm-hmm. in producing win, you know, wins in the win column. Uh, but that being said, that Mark touched on this uh, just when I got here. Um, those our playing days are only going to last so long. Oh, definitely. Yes. You know, regardless of the sport. Once again, um, at a certain time, we have to hang up the bat, hang up the glove, hang up the cleats, and if we're blessed enough, pick up the whistle. Exactly. And and, and be able to do that. So maybe a piece of chalk or a whiteboard uh, dry erase marker. You went old school to chalk yeah, there. That's right. Chalk. Chalk. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'll say well, yeah, with well, the. the the whiteboard um, <laughs> or chalk, but we uh, we want to make sure that you know when our players are done playing for us and they become productive members in society outside of high school, and they are husbands and fathers and wives and you name it, business owners, leaders in their communities. We know because we've been through there. We've been yep. blessed with great coaches and not so great coaches, but we want them to remember the things that we taught them in the locker room, during that chalk talk, during that film session, on the field, win or lose, that will help them get through the tough times in life. Definitely, because it's not always about the sport. It's about what's in the sport that can help you with life. And when you can teach them, let them know that, hey, there's going to be trials and tribulations all through the sport, but there's also going to be, you never know, you're not going to get that first job. You're going to get that first job interview. You're not going to get that first job offer. You're going to have to go and try and apply and go through these uh, job interviews over and over again. You know, and some kids, you know, they, they know they're not going to be playing after high school. Um, but they got to know that you support them no matter what they do afterwards because some kids join the military. Some people, some kids uh, go into uh, college and, and are very successful in going through that. And maybe just playing in an adult baseball league or just, you know, uh, helping uh, their younger brother or their children in uh, Pop Warner football, whatever that case may be. And whatever you teach them in there, they're going to remember their life in their life and be able to help tomorrow the next generation of kids going into society yeah I, I love what you just said there too because I, I don't know who to blame here whether it's the parents the young men the young women or us as coaches but I, I think somewhere along the line we're starting to lose that passion and joy for the game and people are so hyper focused on playing at the next level yeah and, and I think you hear it you know not all the time but you hear it from time to time you know players that get to the highest level and they realize they didn't have fun you know, no. they, they, they made the money or, or they made it to the next level. They had the scholarship, and that's fabulous. Um, but they didn't enjoy the process. And I think through this whole podcast, you know, we, we want coaches to understand that we have the opportunity to platform to empower and change lives and help them to achieve their goals, but also at the same time, enjoy the process. Correct. Correct. To, to be in and, the moment. And that's what's going back to knowing your why. You know, why you're doing it, why, why the kids are playing uh, baseball, baseball, football, any type of sport. Are they there because they're good at it and they want to go to that next level and they want to put in extra effort? Or are they there because they want to be there with their friends and they're pretty good at the, at the sport and they're decent at it and they can play and they want to be there with their friends and be part of a team? And maybe not necessarily play the sport, but be able to inter, work up their interpersonal skins without them know, the skills, without them knowing it to move on Yeah, afterwards. Absolutely. So I'm going to put Coach Ty on the spot here because we didn't talk about this recording but let's just shoot off a little bit as we wrap up here shoot off some final back and forth topics that we look at covering down the road I'll go first 
I know one of them is, is wearing many hats. We're going to talk, you know, the, the roles we have as coaches. It's not just X's and O's. Definitely. Uh, coaching your children. You know, a lot of, a lot of dads and uh, moms that coach their children, they don't, you know, realize that they tend to be a little harder, which I was, harder on their kids than they are with the other kids, or they're too soft. Um, and that's always a tough subject with any type of parent. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of parents, one of the topics we'll talk about is how to get parents on board and how to deal with the uh, – we used to joke around when I was a head coach in Bedford, New Hampshire. It was a very affluent community. We said, we don't have helicopter parents. We have Blackhawk parents. It was just more, more expensive. You know, right. more expensive. But how to involve parents and then how to deal with those parents that maybe don't see what we're doing for their, for their young men or right. women. And, you know, our wives are not going to know about, but also being a coach's wife, it's, it's, it's also tough. So we're going to get our wives on, on here and have them talk and let them know. Let, talk to the wives of coaches and let, how to deal with the day-to-day uh, "Quote unquote struggle of uh, being a coach's wife." Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and one of those topics, and I'm sure we'll get touch on it when we talk about and with our wives. But balance, balance of coaches, because we don't want to look back after 20 years of coaching or 40 years of coaching and say, "All right, I have three rings or not or whatever it is," but I lost the relationship, the most important ring definitely. of our our relationship with our spouses. Definitely, definitely. Let's go a few more. What do you got? Two or three more? Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, you know, this is not just for coaches too. This is for players. You know, uh, we're gonna go uh, and list on some how to be coachable. We're gonna go through different uh, level or different about five different. Uh, reasons on how to be coachable and why each one of them is very po- important for you as a player and a coaching uh, any type of sport. Yeah, and related to that, and I'm not sure we'll tie this into that same topic or not, but we're going to talk about the intangibles. You know, the, the things that you can't put your finger on. You know, you can measure someone's height and weight and reach. You can record their, their, their pitch and, and all those certain things and the things that do matter so much, but the intangibles of are they coachable? How do they react in adverse situations? How do they respond to those losses? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's easy to be and have character when you're winning. But Definitely. what are those coaches and players? We're out here in Windy, San Diego. But, uh, you know, how do you respond, for example, in adverse situations? Do you roll the punches or do you uh, cave in? On that note, we're going to wrap up this. Mother Nature says you're at your 18 and a half minute mark and it's time to shut it down. Yeah, it's usually not Mother Nature. It's usually my wife saying you've spoken long enough. Both of them. So uh, (laughs) we we thank you guys for listening. All we ask is that if you from this podcast, share it. Talk to your coworkers, your coaches, your sons, your daughters. And uh, we look forward to sharing our passion with you guys. And uh, Coach Ty, thank you. Yeah, thank you. And also, you know, if you have any other comments or concerns or questions, go ahead and uh, and put them out there uh, uh, on our webcast so we can uh, check it out. Um, bear with us. This is our first podcast. As you can hear that uh, Coach uh, Hines is a lot more articulate than I am. But uh, we will uh, get better as we go, as far as we know. So thanks for checking us out. For uh, This is for What It's Worth Coaching with Coach Hines and Coach Ty. This is two coaches' opinions of what matters most. Have a great day, guys. For What It's Worth Coaching podcast is brought to you by GameStrat. No more waiting for clips to load or having devices disconnect. GameStrat delivers videos instantly to devices and maintains a strong connection the entire time of your game. 
Coach Hyde has been using this this whole time with Coronado, and we're wondering how how did uh, help out your game and coaching strategies during the game, Coach. All I'm going to say is, coaches, if you're not using game strategy, you're missing out. It is the latest cutting edge uh, technology where. No longer do we have to wait till Saturday mornings during film session to break down and correct mistakes we're making in live time. We have the opportunity within seconds to get the play that we just ran on the iPad right in front of us, in front of our players, to show them how we can correct it and continue to move forward in the game. It's like making halftime game adjustments during the game. It's, it's game-changing. We uh, also get to give them a shout-out for their, their customer service. They are top-notch whenever we reach out to them. They get to us right away, fix any issues we may be having, and uh, help us get back on track. It's, uh, it's something you, I wouldn't want to coach again without. Cool. That's great to hear. And thanks again, Came Strap, for helping us out. We'll talk to you later. Bye.